Hey mama, stop what you're doing right now and join my birth classes. It is open enrollment and it's a special one because we have added some extra new bonuses just for you. And hint, hint, don't forget that insurance may reimburse you and you can also use your HSA or your FSA to pay for birth classes. So it's a no brainer. If you join this week, you're gonna get not only a huge discount by using the code BIRTHQUEEN, all in caps, cause you know you are, but you're also going to get six or seven bonuses. Bonus number one, you're gonna get 30 days free in my mama membership, which is where all the magic is happening. After 30 days, you can leave us if you want, boo hoo. Or you can stay with us for 19 a month. And some of my mamas stay with me for years, if that tells you anything. You're also gonna get bonus number two, which is my newborn academy. Bonus three, the birth coach class. Bonus four, the postpartum recovery roadmap class, along with some other bonuses. And if you join by Friday night at midnight, you're gonna get my birthing waves, which is a brand new course and it's guided meditations for labor and beyond. Brand spanky new and I'm so excited to welcome you in. Don't forget, we hang out with all of our students every Wednesday. We have a pregnancy hangout via Zoom where you get to see my face and my doulas every single Wednesday. I'll see you on the inside. Go to labornursemama.com forward slash the word calm, C-A-L-M, labornursemama.com forward slash calm. I'll see you on the inside. The reason I'm telling you this is no matter what your pain management plan is, I want you to plan on staying home as long as possible. And I don't want you to be afraid that you're not going to have some help. Endorphins are incredible. Welcome to the Birth Experience Podcast. I'm Trish Ware, a longtime labor and delivery RN turned online birth educator slash virtual doula. I've had the amazing privilege of delivering many, many babies in my 16 plus year career as a labor and delivery nurse. And as a mom of seven, I'm here to help you take the guesswork out of childbirth so you can make the choices that are right for you and your baby and write the birth story of your dreams. So hit subscribe and let's replace your anxiety and fear with complete confidence. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not replace your medical advice from your provider. Check out our full disclaimer at the bottom of the show notes. So one of the things that I know for a fact you are biting your nails over or worrying about is pain control during your birth. So today we're going to talk all about pain relief options so that you can have a little more control over your labor and delivery experience. Now, if you are planning an unmedicated birth, then I am going to cover a few options, but that's going to be another podcast episode. So today we're really going to talk about medicated options, but we're also going to talk about the pretty um, incredible ways that your body helps you deal with the pain of labor. I am absolutely passionate about you being educated about where the pain comes from and being educated on how you can lean into it and work with it. I do not want you guys terrified of the pain of labor. 
So today, though, we're going to talk about those of you who are planning a medicated birth. First, let's talk about your body's natural painkillers. Did you guys know that your body has natural abilities to control the pain of labor. Our bodies are incredible. Seriously, our bodies are designed to go through every stage of labor without medications if that's what we choose. In the 1970s, they discovered something called endorphins. Endorphins are designed to act as natural painkillers. Here's what you need to know about them. Endorphins increase at the end of your pregnancy. They also increase during each contraction and they take about two weeks postpartum to go down. So they also help you during postpartum for pain control as well. Endorphin levels do decrease when pain meds are given to mom. They stay steady in your system, uh, which is a little different than like IV narcotics, which they give them to you and they surge and then they go down. They have a peak and then they go down. Endorphins kind of stay steady and they regulate the intensity of labor so that you're able to manage it. And the reason I'm telling you this is not because I'm trying to talk you into unmedicated birth because literally there's nothing worse than a mom who does not want to be unmedicated who ends up unmedicated. However, the reason I'm telling you this is no matter what your pain management plan is, I want you to plan on staying home as long as possible. And I don't want you to be afraid that you're not going to have some help. Endorphins are incredible. If you're laboring at home, they're going to increase during those contractions and they're going to stay in your system and help you deal and cope with the pain of labor. Now, again, I'm going to do an unmedicated podcast so that you guys can have some tangible tools to use. This is something that's really important for all moms because no matter what your plan is, you're going to have to cope with the pain of labor at some point. Now, when you're at home laboring, before you go into the facility, these endorphins are regulating the intensity. They're also stimulating prolactin, which is our natural sedative and is going to help you relax. And after baby comes, it also helps you bond. Endorphins are the reason that moms or women feel like a surge of feeling high and lovey during labor and after, aka oxytocin, the love hormone, which helps us feel loving and excited. Endorphins are also passed in the breast milk, which helps your baby. Now, the way that we can work against our endorphins is getting stressed, being anxious, being overwhelmed. Our stress hormones work against our endorphins. They're like the arch enemy. That's why you have to be educated. You have to prepare for labor. You have to understand where the pain's coming from and how to work with it. Fear equals stress. Stress equals fear. Stress and fear equals more pain. So we don't want to get into that cycle. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about is opiates. So narcotics. Narcotics are usually given through your IV line. They can give you an IM injection, but most commonly they're going to go through your IV line. The most common ones used are fentanyl, Stadol, and Nubane. Now, 
I am not a huge fan of IV narcotics. And most of my students who have tried it and my patients will all tell you about the same thing, that they help you initially, but they don't take the pain away. They're going to help alleviate it, but they're not going to take it away. So the first dose works the best. After that, not so great. You're going to feel woozy. You're going to feel a little uh, disoriented in your head. Now, if you're one of my students, you know that I tell you birth is 90% mental. So not a really good time to not be with it. Some women may experience um, nausea and vomiting. And uh, another side effect is decreased respiration, itching. And for some women, it can cause them not to be able to go and urinate. Narcotics do cross the placenta, so they do enter the baby system. And because of this, we will not give you IV narcotics after you hit like six to seven centimeters. Now, this depends on you, if you're a first-time mom, or it depends on the facility. So, But that's about the average that I've seen. The reason being it goes into the baby system. Now, I've already told you that decreased respirations is a side effect. So when we have this sweet little baby coming out and learning how to use their lungs, the last thing we want is the baby to have decreased respirations. So if for some reason we give you IV narcotics and the baby comes soon, we're going to have NICU at the delivery, a NICU nurse, and the baby may end up being admitted to the NICU for observation because the baby might be drowsy and it also can affect their breastfeeding efforts. So I am personally not a huge fan of IV narcotics. That's just my, um, you know, my thing, only because it doesn't take the pain away. It just lessens it, and it usually doesn't work after that first dose. So that's just a little bit about IV narcotics. So another option that some hospitals offer, a lot of other countries, uh, this is more regular, like the UK, I believe they offer nitrous oxide. The US, uh, not all facilities, not all areas of the country. So nitrous oxide is a gas. It is tasteless, and it's smellless. The thing about nitrous oxide is you're going to have a tank next to your bed and the pain relief is via a face mask. It's patient controlled. Most facilities, a nurse has to be at the bedside with you. So the way that it works is you have your mask in your hand and when you feel that first little knock of the contraction starting to go up, you put the mask on and you breathe in, just normal breathing. It takes about a minute for it to really start working. So I always tell my patients, start inhaling at the very beginning of the contraction. And if your contractions are super regular, you can start a few seconds before the next contraction. But typically, if you start right when you feel that little knock, knock, knock at the door, you're going to have effective pain control during the peak of the contraction, which is really when you need it. Now, the thing about nitrous oxide is you can, um, some facilities will let you use it continuously. You really don't need it in between the contractions. Most of the time, you just use it intermittently during the contractions. You can still walk around your labor room in between because it wears off super fast. As soon as you take the mask off, it's gone. 
there is little effect on the baby. Now, again, just like IV narcotics, it does not eliminate the pain. It only relieves it. The side effects for nitrous oxide, number one, it may not work. For some reason, it works for some people. They love it. They sing the praises. And then other people hate it. The women who hate it, usually they are experiencing some of the common side effects, which is nausea, vomiting, dizziness, and drowsiness. So like I said, it doesn't take the pain away, just relieves it. Some women love it. Other women hate it. Okay, so we're going to talk about the most popular pain relief option, and that is the epidural. Epidural is a regional pain blocking choice that you have during labor. So by regional, it only affects a certain area. It's usually a combination of one or more medications, which are classified as anesthetics. It's administered through a small little catheter, a very flexible little catheter that's placed into a small space outside the spinal cord, which is called the epidural space, hence the name. When they administer it, they're going to have you sit up on the bedside. They're going to have you do a little cat position, arch your back. You're going to feel a big sting, and then they're going to inject a needle, which they will slide the catheter through into the space. So here's how this looks. When you get to the hospital, if your plan is an epidural, your labs are going to be drawn as soon as you're admitted to the LND unit. We're going to note down your platelets so that we can let the anesthesiologist know. Your platelets must be in a specific range to be able to get an epidural. So if you have low platelets, you're not going to be able to get an epidural. And this does happen. Most of the time, my moms with low platelets know ahead of time. Now, once you're ready for pain relief, let your nurse know. If you start thinking, I need my epidural, go ahead and let her know because it can take a good 20 minutes to an hour before you actually have relief, sometimes longer if there's a lot of mamas waiting ahead of you. Yay, you're pregnant. But that also means you're going to have to deliver a baby, which starts to get more than a little bit scary the closer you get to your due date, right? So watching TV, watching movies is not exactly helpful. And sometimes talking things over with other mamas doesn't do too much good either, especially if they're sharing their horror stories. But let me tell you a secret. After giving birth to six babies myself and delivering thousands as a high-risk labor and delivery nurse, I can tell you that those depictions in movies are not what you need to be thinking about right now. Is labor a gentle stroll in the park on a breezy spring day? Nah, not exactly. But if you prepare, if you train, and you understand exactly what to expect, it's going to go a lot easier than you think, which is why I have my free on-demand workshop all about managing pain during labor. My four insider secrets to an incredible birth experience without fear whether you're going for an epidural or not is going to benefit you because spoiler alert epidural does not mean pain-free and that's a whole nother class 
But in this class, I'm gonna be teaching you my four top tips for creating the environment and the mindset that you need. And by the time it's over, you're gonna feel empowered and prepared to take the next steps in your delivery story. I'm gonna show you essential tools. I'm gonna to tell you what's important, what you need to focus on. And I'm gonna give you all my mindset hacks that will help you embrace the pain of labor. Nope, I'm not kidding. You're gonna be excited about the pain of labor. You only get one shot at birthing this baby, mama. So don't rely on well-meaning friends who didn't train for labor the proper way to shape your experience or to scare you silly. Labor is intense, but it's also incredibly rewarding if you do it right. So let me teach you how to take control of your fears so you can create an epic birth plan and have the best experience possible and actually look forward to childbirth. Check out the show notes. We've got a link to our free birth workshop and you can jump into it right now. What we do, once you let us know, is we're going to administer a bolus of fluids, IV fluids. We're going to give you a nice big bolus because the most common side effect from an epidural is your blood pressure dropping. If your blood pressure drops, that's going to affect the baby's heart rate. We don't want that to happen. Because of that, we're gonna stay bedside with you after they administer it. We usually stay bedside with you for about 30 minutes, taking your blood pressure every two to four or five minutes. So once you have your epidural, I always say it's like a dimmer switch. They're going to administer a bolus. They're going to start the pump. It is on a pump, but we're going to talk about that in a second. The pain relief is like a dimmer switch. So you're feeling all this pain, then gradually a little less, a little less, a little less, and then hopefully it's gone. An epidural, unlike opiates or nitrous oxide, takes away the pain. The other two relieve the pain. So in my opinion, if you're planning a medicated birth, I would go with the epidural. Now, of course, I don't sway my students in any direction. One of my students said, I lay out the options like a smorgasbord, and then you can pull up what you want. I, I teach you, and then you choose, because you are the one in control of your birth. So usually your nurse is going to sit at your bedside. We're going to monitor your blood pressure, your pulse, the baby's heart rate, and we're going to make sure you're not having any side effects. Another side effect is itching and extreme shaking. I think that's the one that gets my girls the most. They hate it. If you've had an experience with an epidural, take a minute and write a review and tell us your experience. We want to hear what you think and what you have to say. We love hearing straight from you guys. So one thing about the epidural is that it works by gravity. So if you lay on your left side too long, guess what's going to happen? Your left side's going to get super numb. If you're sitting straight up, your behind's going to get super numb, but you might start feeling some contractions. So it's very important. It's crucial that we're rotating you, that we're moving you into different positions. One of my favorite things to do with my mamas is to use a peanut ball. And that, again, is another podcast. 
But once you are laying down, we will tilt you to the side for a little bit to allow the medication to take effect. Once you're numb, your nurse is going to put a Foley catheter in to drain your bladder. Good nurse is going to wait until you're numb. They usually do not do it otherwise. We usually wait. Once you are ready to push, we're going to take the the catheter out and you won't feel that either. So don't worry about that. So again, the pros of an epidural, again, it can take away most, if not all of the pain. It's on a pump, so it's not going to run out. And you can move around in the bed. You can even get on your hands and knees. That being said, unless you have a really dense, heavy epidural, in that case, they may need to adjust the rate. You should be able to move around properly in the bed, but do ask for help because we don't want you to pull your line out. You're going to have a ton of tape on your back. I always tell my patients, when I take all that tape off after delivery, it's like a free wax job. Now, here are some cons of an epidural. Number one, a lot of women think I'm getting an epidural. I don't need any other plan, but that's not true. You need to have a pain coping plan that does not include the epidural for a backup plan because there are some times that it doesn't work. There's some moms, it just doesn't work. Some moms get what we call a hot spot. This is where there is one spot that has intense pain. If that happens to you, let's say you have a hot spot on your left side of your abdomen, roll over to your left side because remember the medication should go uh, in the direction of gravity. So it should flow down there. Another side effect, again, is your blood pressure dropping. And if your blood pressure drops, then we're going to need to give you medication to fix it because the blood pressure drop may affect the baby's heart rate. You might itch. You most likely will shake. We call this the epidural shakes. It's very annoying. And there are a few women who develop a spinal headache. If you start getting a headache, and this usually develops in postpartum, but if you start getting a bad headache after a delivery that you had an epidural, let your providers know right away. Don't try to tough it out. Another, I guess, con of an epidural would be that it could be difficult to feel the urges to push or find your pushing mojo. This is when the epidural's a little too heavy. Typically, and best case scenario, you should be able to feel the pressure, but not the pain. And some women get very confused because the pressure is very intense. So if you're starting to plan your birth plan, we do offer birth plan consults here on Labor Nurse Mama, but if you're starting to plan your pain management part of your birth plan, there are a few tips that I want to give you for your birth plan. Number one, no matter what, medicated or unmedicated, I want you to tell your nurses not to ask you to rate your pain. This is so ridiculous. And we have to as nurses, unless you tell us not to, we have to every hour write down or chart your pain level. So if you are coping with your labor, you're not ready to get your epidural, you're doing fine. And every hour I'm like, Hey mama, how would you rate your pain on a scale of zero to 10? And I'm making you focus on how bad it is. 
Well, that's not wise. So tell your nurse right off the bat, I don't want you to ask me the pain scale. This just allows you not to focus on it because the whole point is to cope. The whole point is to achieve escape. The other thing that you want to put on your birth plan is which type of plan you want. So if you're planning on getting an epidural, I recommend to my students to put on their birth plan, hey, I'm planning to have an epidural. I'll ask you when I'm ready. If you're planning to go unmedicated, you would then put, I'm planning on going unmedicated. I know the options. Please don't suggest them. Another thing that you can put on there is to ask her to help you use pain coping techniques and get into positions that will relieve pain. Just very important to address these things on your birth plan. So today we talked about our natural endorphins and how they'll help you cope. So when you're laboring at home, before you get to the hospital, they're going to be flowing because you're comfortable, you feel safe, you're in your own environment. I want you to wait as long as possible to go to the hospital. For my first time moms, my rule is when your contractions are less than four minutes apart, lasting 60 seconds each for two hours. If you've already had a baby, your rule is less than five minutes apart, lasting 60 seconds for one hour. When you're at home, those natural painkillers are going to be flowing. Once you get to the hospital, a little anxiety might creep in, especially if you've never been a patient. We talked about opiates, IV narcotics, and how they're great the first time, not very effective after that dose. They also cross the placenta and affect the baby. We talked about nitrous oxide. You are going to administer this via face mask. It only affects you during the contraction. And while you have the mask on, as soon as you take it off, it's gone. It does not affect the baby. Some women love it. Some women hate it. Not all facilities provide it. Epidural, the big daddy, the one that most people want. What I want you to remember about an epidural is that there are times that it's not effective. It might not work. There are times you're going to get to the hospital and there's a whole slew of mamas ahead of you and you have to wait. There's times where it doesn't work at all or times where it has a hot spot. Maybe your platelets are too low. So if you are planning a medicated birth, no matter which option you're choosing, I want you to have a backup plan. I want you to be educated. I want you to learn how to work with your body and also have some natural pain coping tools. Do not neglect that. Okay, mama, I hope you enjoyed this nice little short episode all about pain management options and how to create a really good pain plan for your birth journey. As always, hit subscribe, leave us a review. We'll see you again next Friday. Hey, mama, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode all about medicated pain management options. We love to support you and educate you around here. We have a link in the show notes where you can grab a free little ebook all about the pain plan options that we talked about today and a little more info as well. The link is in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know, write a review, hit subscribe. And also if you have some ideas for some future episodes, write a review and let me know. We love hearing from you. 